we're talking about the perfect example of the American dream. We have an immigrant watching the American dream from a distance, takes his life savings of $3,000, which fast forward now is making almost $3,000 a day. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. The manhood experiment. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The Manhood Experiment. It's me, Big Dreams, Devon Wesley, hanging out with some very special individuals. Today, we want to talk about passion. We want to talk about commitment. We want to talk about dedication. We want to talk about keeping the faith and creating an opportunity for yourself that's going to allow you to have the life that you've always wanted. But I want to use an example with somebody that's so special, so unique. Uh, when I first met this guy, sometimes you just meet somebody and they're just radiating positive energy, radiating a unique experience. There's something about this person that you're, you're like, this is going to be life-changing. With this introduction, I want Jay to also tag team. Not only has he built multi-million dollar companies, not only is he a marketing genius. Jay, take it away. Come on, add to this, please. Hey, it's my absolute pleasure to make an introduction. We're talking about the perfect example of the American dream. We have an immigrant coming from Trinidad, watching the American dream from a distance, takes his life savings of $3,000, which fast forward now is making almost $3,000 a day, and takes a leap of faith chasing the dream, coming over to the U.S., ends up moving to San Diego, following his dream, and shifting his belief system throughout that whole process. So starting out with this idea of faith and knowing that there's something bigger and better out there, puts it all together, takes action. And if that doesn't inspire you, you got to check your pulse, baby. And he's built multiple million-dollar companies. In my personal opinion, he's a marketing and logistic genius. He's so efficiently dedicated at whatever he puts his mind to as far as just seeing him work. It just makes you say, wow. And outside of that, he's at the top of the food chain. I got to introduce none other than my man, T-Rex. T-Rex. Statico. Let's go. <laughs> T, how you doing? Hey, man. Let me get some <laughs> cheering there. Oh, okay. We're so, we doing thanks, that now. Thanks for that we intro. We're doing man. that now. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, T? How you feeling, man? I am good. I slept great. I got up with a little headache, but I'm ready to kick this. And how do I stop this record? Oh, there we go. <laughs> There's too much cheering in there. That's how I be sometimes, man. When you the man, when you really him, sometimes you got to let the audience just cheer it out sometimes, yeah. you know? You can't stop that. Encore, encore. Yeah. So these days have been good. I've just been doing some more housework and I still have to build a few shelves in my home office here and I have a friend come in to visit. So excited about that. But how about you guys? What are you guys up to? You know, I think we're all sleeping good. I'm feeling just enlightened and, and exuberated. Got a little baby girl. Adeline Ooh. slept nine hours last night. And uh, oh my God. You know, so night and day, just, just waking up, feeling brand new again, feeling blessed. Business stuff is going well. Our EMS, electrical muscle stimulation concept, Ohm Fitness, is taking on some partnerships and, and sold some new regions. So that's really exciting that we're moving into to Florida and New York. Hey. So things are going yes, well, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man, that's huge, Jay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank that's you. That's huge. Yeah. 
man, not only are you walking the walk, you talking the talk. That's you right. know, we're not just giving inspiration, but you're using, you know, your own inspiration. You're, you're eating what you're serving. That's right. You're trying, <laughs> trying to be a product, a product of it. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Y'all ain't asking. But you did ask. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> Man, I'm doing all right. The family's feeling good. I'm feeling good. So happy wife, happy life, happy daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's good. The dog's good. The dog's actually here with me hanging out. Oh, shout out. She's chilling. Shout out to Lola. Lola, say what's up. She's my shadow, Brad. I, I like this dog a lot. Mm-hmm. So she's been growing on me. And you were saying, Lola, you didn't know when you named her, she was named after your great-grandmother? Yeah, my great-grandmother. And her great-grandmother was Nini Haha. That's, um, so I got some Indian in me, but just a little family roots. Mm-hmm. Speaking of family roots, man, let's get into this mm-hmm. episode. Oh my gosh, we got such a great episode starring none other than T-Rex. Let's go. Let's get it. Please share. All right. Thanks again for that intro. That was made me swell-headed, but thanks for that. I had to big you up. You're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the big up. But I want to start, and I'll leave room for you guys to discuss and ask me questions and stuff, but I want to start with a story, one of the impactful stories in my life. And this was when I was out of high school. I shared in a previous podcast where I'd failed exams, and I've been applying for jobs for a long time. And I got one job eventually. But that was temporary. And then I was again unemployed. So to be honest, from out of high school, uh, age of 18 Hmm. till age of 25, I was mostly unemployed. And it's not that I was trying, they're just like, like being a bum. I was just applying, applying, applying. And it's something didn't hit right with where I was applying. But the good thing is in that downtime, I learned a lot about computers, software, hardware, the power of online. I actually built a website called infosecwriters.com. I think it's still up. But in that time, I learned the basics of online business and writing efficiently. And it's around that time, I really saw I had different skill sets that I, different things I liked at that time. So although I was unemployed, it was a a very renaissance period for me. So you're talking like... Software, hardware. Yeah, software, hardware. I was building computers. I would get parts, old parts, and put together a motherboard, a CPU, a hard drive. You know, just these things, these things, and just put it together and make it work. I told y'all he was a genius. I said it, it right? Was... Jay, didn't I say that? <laughs> I said that. Oh, you said it. I said that. All right, keep going, genius. <laughs> <laughs> so also, at the same time I was home, I was applying for jobs. The thing is, I wanted to go into a job that would expand the field because I started to have inclination towards computers and technology. So I wanted to apply for that job. And internet, there's not a lot of range like in the US and you could earn some good cash on the side. I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't have that mindset as well. So I was applying for these low paying computer positions, but you know, IT technicians and stuff. But I keep failing interview after interview after interview. So like go in, they ask these questions, like how many pins are in the back of a computer monitor or the back of the cable? I was like, how am I going to know that? That's not a practical question, right? Um, And they were asking questions like that would throw me off. And I guess I didn't have the, also the the self-confidence going Mm -hmm. into those interviews. Mm -hmm. But it was this one day, it was a Friday 
was at 3 p.m. It was the last interview out of a whole week of people interviewing me. And there was the IT manager, Alvin. And there was two other people in the interview, HR and some other person. And I went into there. I came late. I reached. I had to travel. I didn't have a car, obviously. So I had to travel from my town to the city. Mm. I showed up. I didn't have a tie. I, my shirt was dirty. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, in my mindset, it was just like... If you remember the Shawshank Redemption, and everyone should watch this movie, but the Shawshank Redemption with Morgan Freeman, he keeps going to get parole. He keeps applying to get parole. Mm. Every time he gets rejection stamped on it. The last time he succeeds is when he's just like, I don't give a shit. It's like, just stamp, mm. your, stamp your paper, sonny boy, and let me on my way. And just that attitude of not caring in an ironic way worked for him mm-hmm. it was the same thing the same way i felt going into that interview it's just like whatever man i fail all these interviews mm. it doesn't matter i'm just showing up just doing my thing it's like whatever and that made me relax and, and it actually made me more confident going into that interview and everyone is asking you know the typical questions the hr are you good with teams etc and alvin he's the it manager and he was quiet and then it's his turn to ask a question and he said I have this scenario. Let's say you have parts for a computer. You have the motherboard. You have a Socket 7 motherboard. You have the Athlon processor. You have the hard drive. You, and you give some specs for the hard drive. You get the computer monitor. And you get the, at that time, it was 32 gigabytes of RAM. And you put these things together. And you put on a computer. But nothing comes on. What's going on? Mm. Why is it not working? That's a very good question. Yeah. I said, Alvin, the Socket 7 motherboard does not go with the Athlon processor. You need a Socket A motherboard to go with the Athlon processor. Genius! <laughs> and Let's go. That, Let's go, T. He just, I told he just you, put, Alpha, top of the food chain, <laughs> T-Rex. Man, he just put his, just like put his finger above his head. And he said, and that's it. I don't have any more questions. He said, then he also had... I asked that question in all the interviews. You're, you're the only person that got it right. Wow. And that was it. That was, he asked the question that showed that I had real world competence. I had real world skill in something. And he knew the question to ask. So it was just a perfect time mm. and a perfect match. And that is how I got my, my first real job, you know, that entry point. And I tell my dad the story. It's my dad's favorite story about, oh, tell me mm. the story about, tell them what's the story about the Sonic 7 motherboard <laughs> and the Athlon processor. You know, you, so I would say the lesson from this story, and this is the first lesson, is it was a very dark period of my life. I was very scared, but trusting that my luck will change while I improve my skill. So there's a saying that luck is where opportunity meets preparation. I hope I got that right. So it's while you're Mm -hmm. trusting and part of me is just like, whatever, I'll just let surrender. It was almost like a surrender when I went to that interview. It wasn't wasn't Mm -hmm. given up. It was a, and I think with Morgan Freeman as well, going back to Shawshank Redemption, it wasn't about him giving up. It was about like, I just surrender to the universe. I just give in. Whatever happens, happens. And at the same time, I'm working on myself, developing my craft and the skills in computers. So yeah, that's my first share. What do you guys think? Any questions or feedback? (laughs) I think that's a brilliant 
story, a brilliant story. Just how it all came together, how you just got all these no's, no's, no, no, no. Mm. I take this from it. Sometimes it's because people aren't asking the right questions. They're missing out on something that's going to benefit them because they're simply just not asking the right questions. Once you got the right question, it gave you the opportunity to really show what you know with that real world experience. And I think that's a crazy way to self-educate yourself. I'm always about self-education. I think that was one of the biggest pieces I took. Asking the Mm -hmm. right question gave you the opportunity to really show who you were. And preparation meeting opportunity, you know, I I think that the world is going to let you know when you're ready and when you've really decided and been decisive to keep moving forward with something. And obviously, you know, you were persistent putting in your reps. You believe that that's the area that you wanted to move in. And I think that's something that I take from that is that you have to have this definitiveness of purpose and just keep moving forward and give yourself those opportunities. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing. And you have to give yourself those opportunities. You can't wait for somebody to give you those opportunities. And you went out there and I think took that action. I like that. That's a good one though. Man, Jay, I got to just compliment you, brother. You a coach, even when you don't know you coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Even your feedback is like, yeah, that is right. He did have persistence. Y'all got persistence. I feel good every time you comment, man. I just I'm bigging up the whole team today. That's what I'm doing today. That's what we doing this episode. We showing love, baby. Oh man, you said See, uh, these podcasts are like therapy for you. It is. They are, man. Mental therapy, mental medicine. Oh man, yeah. Man, I, I'm ready for the next story. That was good. Mm, that yeah. Was good. So I finally got this job. Fast forward three years later, I could finally afford my first car. And I'm going to work every day. I'm driving from the town of Arima. That's where I live. Malabar, Arima. Big up to Malabar, Arima. Holla. And to Port of Spain. Is that like the Malibu of Trinidad uh, Tobago? Not really. But, you know, I like it. It's my hometown, you know, Malabar, Arima. So, man, actually, I'm visiting there soon. So I'm excited to see the place. I haven't seen those places in years. Mm. So I was driving. I had my car. Got my first car, and now I'm driving to work from Arima to Port of Spain. And, you know, it's a lot of traffic on the road. If you drive without traffic, if you get up a Sunday morning early and you drive, it'll take maximum 24 minutes. But Mm. with traffic and all the traffic lights and stuff, it took about two hours every day to go and two hours to come back. So that's four hours on the road. Mm-hmm. My God. Four hours on the road of traffic, traffic, traffic. So I remembered when I had visited the States a few years back and my cousin, he would listen to these audio CDs in his car, personal growth CDs. He was in some, I think some Amway thing and they would give him these CDs and he would listen and he would get pumped up. And I just saw his excitement and I remember his excitement in the car driving when I would visit him and we'd take me places. And he's all pumped up and... I was just like, man, you know what? I'm tired of listening music and stuff. Let me get some audio CDs to get inspired in the car Mm. while I'm in traffic. So I started to listen to Jim Rohn. And I can't remember how I came across Jim Rohn, but he had some great philosophy. I know you guys know Jim Rohn. He said, work hard on yourself than you do on your job. If you work hard on your job, you'll make a living. If you work harder on yourself, you'll make a fortune, something along those lines. I like that. I remember hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was listening to those CDs, little did I know at the time, I was starting to form an intention in my head. 
And the intention was simple of, I wanted to improve my life, to change. I was thankful for my real job that I had finally, but it was a dead end job really. And I knew life had more to offer me. So I started to go on Amazon for more stuff. And Amazon internet, when you order on Amazon, when you order a book on Amazon, it would take about a month to arrive. So this is before they had like everything else. They just had books at this time, right? They had stuff. Okay. We're talking about the year 2000. We're now in, so I got my first real job in 2005. By 2008, I'm looking at now. Okay. So this is 2008. Just wanted to put a timestamp on it. 2008. Okay. Yeah. That And that's great. We got that context. So 2008, I'm going on Amazon. I'm looking for these books and stuff. And I come across a guy called John Asaraf. Shout out to John. And he just released this book called The Amster. And I saw Susan Summers was promoted. Larry King was promoted. A lot of celebrities was promoted. And he had just appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show the previous year because he was part of the secret, the book, the movie, The Secret. When you open the book, The Secret, you'll see in the back of the book, he is the first person listed there. Hmm. And I never had any desire to open that book, The Secret. I had the book. Someone gave it to me. I never really looked at it. But what really interested me with him is his book was called The Answer. And it was also about changing beliefs and growing your business. And I was like, wow, this sounds really interesting. So I started to buy all his books, like buy his other stuff. And then I followed him on Facebook. At that time, Facebook was still young. And so I said, yeah, I just read your book. I love it. And he responded and said, thanks. I appreciate you giving me that feedback. So you actually got a response from this guy that you were kind of following. I know that was just big in general, you know? Yeah, I got a response from him. Today, now, man, if you you contact someone, you don't know if you'll get a response. You don't know if they'll ever see the message. So. Yeah. That's like LeBron tweeting me. I'm like, bro, LeBron just yeah. tweeted me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, back in the day, it was... I guess, easier to access people. Now people are just social media and all these followers and stuff. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, he responded and then he started to promote this thing called the Having It All Challenge. It was a six-month course. And in that course, you teach about money, finance, relationships, setting goals, achieving goals. And he doesn't offer that now, but that was such a good course. The only problem was it was $3,000 to apply for that course. That's quite an investment. Yeah. And this was catered for a lot of people in the U.S. who are settling in life, but they want more in life. So they have the money to invest in it. So mm. I was, uh, for me, if I spent that money, that was my life savings. So mm. it was a lot of money. And at the end of the six-month online course was a trip to San Diego, California. So I was just like, man, I don't know this guy. Why should I take my whole life savings, invest in this thing? Like, literally, that's my entire life savings, $3,000 US. And you're still with the current job that you um, that you Correct. got with uh, Alvin, IT guy, right? Well, from there, three years later, I had another job, but it was basically the same IT work. Got you. But I had a good couple of years working with Alvin. Okay. So the event was you get to come to San Diego for a day and work with him as well. So I was sitting on my bed and he had a video online his last video for the promotion of this program to join this program and he said i will take you by the hand and lead you to success and for me no one ever said that in my life and i just felt so connected to that because i felt he was speaking to me and yes it was a promo video 
But you have to remember, like, never in my life has anyone said up to that point, I will take you by the hand and lead you to success. Mm. And as a young guy in Trinidad who didn't know anything about money, finances, success, they're just like, I'm game. I'm trusting the universe here. But that $3,000, man, life savings, you have to think about that. So I sat on the edge of my bed and I remember just sitting there and I had this old t-shirt I always wore. I can't remember where I got it. It was probably a dollar t-shirt or something. And it had holes in it and stuff. And it had sailboats on the t-shirt. And I never noticed this, but under... Now, just let me give this context. John is in San Diego, California. There's this event. What you'll have is in San Diego, California, at the end of the challenge. So I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. It's like saying, why should I spend this money? Why should I uh, book a ticket to go San Diego, California? I've never been to California. I don't know anyone in the U.S. and that's in California. It's like, it's so far away. It's a lot of money. I sat down on my bed and I asked for one sign. I, I asked, I specifically said, give me a sign. God, give me a sign. And I looked down on my t-shirt just under those sailboats I mentioned was written San Diego, California. <laughs> and I never knew I never noticed you that wore the was shirt to the holes was in the shirt it never yeah, knew that I, it said San Diego. it was a tiny writing under one of the sailboats just like San Diego, California I was like shit well if that isn't a sign wow. I don't know what is the next day I was in the bank wiring money it was like man I need to join this challenge this is a sign from the universe oh man so I guess oh. the lesson before I continue and just to continue on the storyline I went to that event and he took a liking to me and that started a friendship and a mentorship. Just me taking that action to join the challenge and then go oh. to the event. And I felt when I left San Diego the first time, I went to that event. It was in November 2009. And when I left there, I felt deep to my core that my life was about to change. And it did. At that point, when I felt that, it, my life started to shift from there. And the lesson, the second lesson from this is trust the universe. It will guide you once you set the intention. And remember, when I was listening to Jim Rohn, I set the intention early. It was still developing my brain. It wasn't as clear enough, but I started to set the intention of my life. I want to improve my life. I want my life to change. And then you just have to look for the signs. There's all the signs. The t-shirt was just one of them. And Wayne Dyer, he always talks about in his books, The Power of Intention, in all of his mm. books. And I do believe that's a true thing. That's a real thing. The power of intention. It just means putting your thought out in the universe. And the universe will do its part. And you should do yours. That's yeah. a power of intention. So Man, I'll leave it open that, for you guys. That's big. That's a amazing story. I didn't know that uh, about you. And that's quite the leap of faith that you took there. I mean... It's funny because I can think of different opportunities where it's like I had to feel it and see it and talk to other people that had gotten results from things like that. And for you to take that leap of faith, just knowing that that's something better and, and how humbling of an experience where you came from, to, you know, mm -hmm. to take your savings and take that gamble. I think that is just to show you the hunger of wanting something more, the persistence to be able to save up that money and to jump out and something like that. It's just, that's big time. But gosh, and now it's like, well, shit, what did you learn at that that made that big shift, you know, mm -hmm. once you took that decision? You know, I yeah. think that I'm really interested. Like, how would you sum up in a way? You, so you go to San Diego, you go through this course. Like, what was the biggest shift 
of your conditioning that made you change and realize mm-hmm. that there was something bigger coming. So when I went to that first event, it was things about goal setting, goal achieving, he thought, and mindset. But when I left there, and I remember being on a plane, and I left San Diego, and I just knew I was going back to San Diego. It's just like a feeling. I, I just know it. It was a sixth sense. Like, I knew I was going back to San Diego. I knew my life was shifting. I didn't mm. know as yet, and I'll reveal in the other stories what lessons came from the move and stuff. But it was just a feeling, a core feeling at that point. Sometimes it's angry, wow. man. Yeah. Before we continue, we need your help. We'd like to reach more like-minded people just like you and share our knowledge on personal growth, health, and success. So can you do us a favor and in your podcast app, hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review and leave us an encouraging comment. Do it right now while you listen to this episode. That will help us know you're listening and that you care and that little action will help us reach more folks. Now back to our show. I connect with Jay with a lot of things as far as like the upbringing, like the disciplines and the physicality and things like that. But then if the sum of the people you surround yourself with were a group of people, we would be those people. Because with T, I really connect with you with faith and your risk taking and, you know, the opportunity jumping without really knowing what's there at times. Because you've done that in such a big way. I'm inspired by that every time I reflect on that story. And my pastor gives this example. He's always talking like the Indiana Jones thing when he has to take the faith walk and he's taking that step, but there's no stones there and no stone ever appears until he fully puts his weight in a place to where he can't go back. You know, Mm -hmm. that $3,000 investment was your life savings. And I'm like, for that to be a life savings, that means you're in a place to where you really needed this to work, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah. You really needed this to work. Who knows how long it really took you to save that yeah. in a different couple economy and things like that. Yeah, you know? a couple years. That's huge, man. No, it's, I mean, just quickly, I can think of a lot of opportunities that have come, but I've brought this up mm. before that I've worked so hard to make my life easy and to make opportunities show up that like I want to see that proof. And I think that's how a lot of people are. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been a lot of risk taking, but... A lot of times I've worked so hard to see what that next step was going to be. Yeah. It's taken me longer in cases. So I think that that's courageous. There's skills to both though. Yeah, there's definitely balance to both approaches. And that's something I also take in really doing your research and really learning the situation before you move. I think that's also great practice. And it just mm-hmm. shows that two different ways and two different skills that can be built to navigate life. Yeah, You could depend on having all the pieces to the puzzle before you move, that's going to make sure you have less mistakes going forward, right? It should be a smoother ride. But yeah. if you go to the opportunity or take the option of being more of a risk taker, that can be a skill that's developed as well. And you yeah. were talking about the sign. You yes. start to notice more signs, and more mm-hmm. of an appetite you build for taking risk yeah. to let you know, how does this feel? And you start to depend on that intuition more. Faith without works is dead. When you put that 3000 down, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Man. Man. For somebody uh, I hope on one day they can make that into a movie or something. It was such a dramatic period of my life, too, looking back. You know, the stuff I do now, it's not like that was my heyday when I took bigger risks. And I like what Jay said, because a lot of times these days, 
especially young men and young women, they want to see results fast. And this is for the listener. Mm -hmm. They want to see results fast. They want to see it before they commit to it. And a lot of success depends on not seeing the result, not seeing the next couple of steps. But it requires having some sort of faith in the process, in the universe. And I think a lot of people these days miss that point big time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. let me continue my story here. Keep it going, baby. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm here. I'm strapped in for the ride. Right. So what happened after that? John eventually asked me if I love working with him. And I was in Trinidad at a time and I would do some work online. So I had two jobs. I was at this point, I was working IT and I moved closer to home. That was in Trinidad. And I was working at a school, Holy Cross College. Shout out to Holy Cross College. And what I started to do is from 7, 8 o'clock till about 2, 3 o'clock when school would finish, I was working as an IT technician in the school. So that allowed me a lot of free time in the afternoon. Because if my work is finishing 2, 3 o'clock, I would go home. I'm like, now it would take me roughly 20 minutes to get home. I would change and start working with John online just helping the company and eventually said like to consider moving to the u.s that's another story by itself but i moved to the u.s and in that time that period of and we're now in 2013 right okay and moved to the u.s i started to work with him in his office and he had a big team but luckily i was good at writing or i had a inclination towards writing. So I would help him write things, write scripts and promotions that we we're going to do and storytelling. But mm. what that allowed me to do is spend a lot of time with that gentleman. And I would go home, we'd go at his house on a Sunday, say hi to his wife and kids, but we'd be working. Monday come, I'll be in his office working with him. And what that taught me, being around someone like him, because he was, at this point, very successful in his life. He had built multi-billion dollar companies. He was a New York Times bestselling author. He was appeared in The Secret. He was speaking on stage. He was, he was in the same, he's in the same league of these guys like Brian Tracy and Jim Rohn and those guys, you know? Just a, a legend. Caliber in, person. Yeah, just a legend in the personal development field. And very respected in business and money and personal growth. So I started to learn from him a lot about money, business, marketing, sales, personal growth, goals, fears, procrastination, health, the relationships, beliefs, habits, neuroscience, quantum physics. So I started to learn what these things are and how to, for example, how to overcome fear, how to overcome procrastination, how to set goals, how to improve my health, how to change the beliefs that I had. So this led me, just being around him, just led me to becoming more confident in myself and becoming better at business. So a few years later, we're now in 2016, I started my own business, had a business partner. And before you get there, can I ask a quick question to you? Sure. Was mm -hmm. it intimidating working with somebody at that level? of skill, ability, who's been through mm -hmm. ropes already. How do you feel in that experience? As far oh, as that's such a great mind, question. You were taking on so much, but how do you feel? Initially, I felt like I don't deserve to be here. Like, why choose me? I didn't have much skill. I had a little bit of skill in IT, but in business, I, hadn't, I knew nothing. And I did feel intimidated. I did feel like, I, am I going to just screw up? 
And the thing is, John is such a loving person that had patience. And that's where a great mentor really has these attributes like patience and mentorship and would take time to show you things. And I knew you were still learning. You're not the best of the best, but you're willing to learn. I said, like, why pick me? I did ask him that question. Like, you could get anybody to work with you. You could hire the best of the best. And he said, you have your heart and your head in the right place. Mm. And what he meant by that is I came with good intentions. And I didn't know how to read that, but having your heart and head in the right place. That same, I mean, you were pure. I think it's just integrity. I think yeah, integrity. It's a combination of integrity right. and warmth of yeah confidence and character i think that i can you know you right there's a difference between you when you're unsure about people you see i've seen a lot of people that have great ideas and, and their mm. intentions don't always come off really sure and, and, that, and that's what i take from that is that your heart right. which we like to think is the best of intentions is mm-hmm. with your head logical decisions so that's why I, that's what i take yeah i yep. see that remember i was doing with the introduction when i first met you that's very mm-hmm. true what you just said jay mm-hmm. but first time i met t I just felt he was genuine and he was very certain of where he wanted to go. I understood the intent of his direction and it kind of gave more insight on his character. You know, are you somebody who's going to want to follow through and, you know, do what you say? And it goes, I think it goes beyond that too. It's, it's a selfless type of thing that you want to, you want to help move a bigger idea for, for collective purposes and that's why i noticed in you from the get-go is like it's easy i've worked with people in the past that they want to move this idea forward for the bottom dollar or a business decision but you bring your heart and your care and empathy into the things that you do as well which i think is it attracts more people to want to open up and let that flow of energy Mm. very true i appreciate that and it's true yeah that's well said so the thing that escaped me while I uh, started to become more successful in business was something that had planted a seed at this working with John and my personal growth. I started to see, to truly see success was really about our mindset. And that was influenced by our belief systems. And our belief systems are impacted by our childhood, where we grew up, the people around us, what the teachers told us, you know, what stories we formed in our heads, the old excuses, you know, what my parents said about me, told me to my face, what my friends said about me to my face, you know, those things affect our beliefs. And I realized that dialogue, that inner dialogue in my head, while I was creating, have goals, and there's something that was still blocking me. I hadn't truly taken off at that point. And I realized that something that was affecting me, and I, I spoke about this in my previous podcast, was something that had to do with my self-esteem. And self-esteem is how I felt truly to a core about myself, my how valuable I felt about myself. But no matter how much personal growth I was development I was doing, I was still hitting a wall. And this goes into the, the next piece of the story where one day I did a spiritual journey. I don't know how to, I won't go into details about it, but in this journey, it was a, I think it was a Friday night. I started to feel it, started to feel sensation, the sensations, the feelings. I started to see things in my life. It was a lot to do with my mother, my father, and they had their own patterns and their own belief systems that I adopted 
at an early age because I was around them. I modeled them first. They were the first people in my life. So I modeled a lot of that. And that remains, and this is, goes for everyone, whoever is around you at, at early age. And if they're not influential, or I don't want to say my parents weren't influential, but they had their own beliefs about themselves, a limited beliefs about themselves and how they see the world. And just growing up in Trinidad as well, too, there's always nice people and kind people, but there's people or society that really puts you down. So in this journey, I started to have a lot of compassion for my mother, my father, where I came from. I really started to feel what self-love is, forgiveness, kindness. And it was a, a moment where... The music is playing, I'm in the ceremony, and I feel like there's a, a blockage in my like in my throat and my chest. It feels like a physical block. And a facilitator came over and she she said, you know, could I put my hands on your chest? And I said, Yeah. She put her hands on my chest and I started to feel her energy just pulsating through me. And I started to feel like something's just moving, some sort of emotional block, some old belief system was there. Just something is, is stuck there and started to feel like it's moving. It's coming up. It's coming up. And then I, I like threw up. So, and, and that was a clearing. That was a, that was a cleansing for me. That was, it's a spiritual cleansing. And as in that moment, the music that was playing kicked in so loud and I just burst into tears. I hardly ever cry, but in that moment, I just burst into tears and I felt so much self-love that I sort of, in that moment, I valued myself so much. That was a a moving piece in my life. That was a a major Mm. piece in my life, that blockage to clear that. And that's why I wanted to share that. So that journey that I did, I really experienced, again, self-love, forgiveness, kindness, I started to forgive people. I started to forgive myself. I started to see things in the past, incidents in the past where I screwed up or someone said or did something bad. And I started to see that. Imagine watching something and then you could Mm -hmm. change the meaning of that story. So you always had the story about, oh, my mom is beating me. And it's like, but if you can change that, the frame of the narrative. Yeah. Instead of, oh, I'm, I'm a victim of this to now this is what makes me better, stronger. I forgive you for what you did. I don't hold any hate towards myself. And you're able to move past these things. It's such an amazing experience. And the moment of, you know, it's a deep exploration. And it was, I don't want to sound woo-woo, but it's almost like in that moment, I was tapping also tapping into just higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that is where my real journey and spiritual growth and stronger faith started. So the lesson from this really is, you know, there's many lessons, but commit to healing old wounds, letting go of Mm. beliefs that don't serve you. Develop a faith in something, even if it means trusting something outside of yourself. You know, you trust the universe, trust God. And from that spiritual journey, those were the lessons that I took away from that. I'll open for discussion with you guys, and then I'll leave with the experiment. I think the introduction from what you told me you had for us and what I gathered was spot on. Just how you overcame the no's and how you had to persist starting off. And that developed a persistence that then we started to recognize as, you know, faith, which led you 
even on a bigger opportunity of uh, a spiritual journey, which you really had to sit down and have that full conversion of perception and changing your narrative of thought from being, and this is where I really connect from being, uh, like you said, a victim to seeing yourself as someone who overcame, someone who had love for yourself from what you overcame, how you were able to forgive the people that you went through. I think that's that's huge. And that's that's what I'm taking yeah. away from this. Yeah. I think it's it's hot. It's something that resonates a lot with me with the whole limiting beliefs factor because I, I feel like in my personal journey of doing self-development and, and having people around me that have seen more but know that there's blockages, it's like once you start to do that work, just rewiring the beliefs that you have. Like I think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that there's something bigger but you don't know necessarily how to make those changes. And it takes that time. And I think so often as people are trying to make improvements, they can look at this hill that seems too challenging and just kind of fold their cards and do whatever else is easiest. But when you can look around like you probably did and you had that observation that other people believe mm-hmm. bigger. And we talk about this, I've mentioned it a lot, like you have a lens of looking at things in a different way than you did before. And if you can try those lenses on, it starts to open it up. And that forgiveness that you have and having that extra compassion, yeah. again, yeah. it allows energy to flow so much better. Because if we play the blame game, mm-hmm. we're now giving all this responsibility to some outside source instead of realizing that we have the ability like MJ to take a look at you know the, the man in the mirror and make that change become that change Come on, Jay. we can do Come it on, Jay. we can do it yes sir yeah. I'm talking to the man in the mirror I'm asking yep. him to make that change yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah and I think one of the big takeaways from this journey I had was and this started with again just to give context here this started with when I was working with John and working, developing myself, I started to realize how much beliefs impact our life and how much and where does these beliefs come from? Once we start questioning that, like you might have a belief that even the simplest belief, like this is my favorite sports team that's always been there, or I have this faith in this religion that I'm in. But where does that mm-hmm. belief come from? You know, who gave you that belief? Where where you adopted that belief? It came from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes it works. Sometimes there's great beliefs that we got from childhood that serves us for the rest of our life. But True. sometimes there's beliefs that we have to question. It's like around money, around relationships, around mm-hmm. our own personal philosophy that we have. It's like once we start questioning those beliefs, is this belief just being aware of that? Is this belief serving me? Or is it Mm. taking me off course? Is it sabotaging me constantly? Like in relationships, a lot of times we find ourselves in relationships, breaking up relationships, good relationships, breaking up. There's some underlying belief that is controlling. It's not the other person. It's the underlying belief that we have adopted that is influencing our trajectory of our life. It's true. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So the idea is to make time to go back and look back and reflect. And you don't want to be pensive and all sad and stuff, but take time to look back and see, question, like write out your life story and this happened and this happened, this happened. And try to find in that, not the narrative that you're trying to form that, oh, this is why this happened. What you're trying to look for is this is how this particular belief was formed. 
right? Mm-hmm. And this belief may not be true. And when I went to that spiritual journey, that spiritual journey I did, that was just an opening, a clearing for me to go mm-hmm. deeper and question those old beliefs. And the more we do it, the more we were able to reframe and change the trajectory of your life. So, boom, that's powerful. I'm glad that you hit on this one because we don't often uh, hit on the spirituality yeah. of our development. And this yeah. is one of the first episodes that really focused on that faith piece. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what your faith is, yeah, your belief system, your religion, just having something to believe in can change yeah. your trajectory. And for you, it indeed yeah. gave you new opportunity, gave you the ability to be persistent, made you an overcomer. It gave you the opportunity to learn mm-hmm. and be who you thought you could be. And just having that idea, that I think that's this is yeah. great, T. Thank you, man. Yeah. So I want to leave with the experiment, and you guys could add on if you feel to, inclined to. But the experiment is, and it goes to what you were saying, James, the overall theme for this entire show, those three stories that I shared from getting that first job with Alvin, you know, that t-shirt, the signing with the t-shirt, moving to the U.S., and then working with John and then realizing the belief system influenced me and I could actually question and change my belief system. The experiment is develop some faith in God or the universe, however you define it, there's some greater force beyond just you that will conspire and help guide you as long as you're willing to play your part. Hmm. It has guided me for my first long-term real job. It has guided me for finding a mentor, finding a path, creating successful businesses. It has also guided me to finding forgiveness, healing, experience in deep love, deep self-love, compassion, and living life more fully. So the experiment again is develop some faith, develop some faith in a force that is greater than you, beyond just you, and just nurture that over the years and have that while you do your day-to-day actions. And I think that will lead you to a path of success. A lot of successful people, they always talk about faith. And some people define it as faith in God, faith in Jesus, faith in the universe, faith in whatever, but they have that faith. So yeah, that's the experiment. I like it. I like it. Love it. Love it. Cool. Challenge those beliefs. Do we have the best set of beliefs, you know, going Mm -hmm. forward? How are your beliefs affecting your trajectory? I think that's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That could be a whole separate episode by itself. Mm -hmm. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I like it. Maybe we can do a, a round table event on one of these episodes. Listeners, let us know mm-hmm. if that's something y'all would like. You have the social media, you have our, our website. Yeah, the manhood experiment. Drop some comments of things that you're interested in. And we mm-hmm. definitely love to talk about it and uh share our experience and bring your hot sauce because we're dropping nuggets. T was dropping some <laughs> nuggets today, boy. <laughs> dropping some oh, nuggets. Man. I dig it, man. Well, I took I took Jay's words. He always says, I dig it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's yeah. the website. I just want to say there was the website, of, as you mentioned, manhoodexperiment.com. And there you could actually submit your questions as well. So we just launched that a week hey. or two ago. So yeah, go check it out. <laughs> you wanted to say yeah. something, Jay, before we close off? No, I think that, that was it. I think it's a good one. I, I think the challenging of beliefs and having faith you, mm-hmm. you combine that that's the superpower for the weak focus i think that people got to brew up yeah 
Well, thank you for joining us for this episode. And we will see you on the next Manhood Experiment podcast. Later. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. Thank you.